Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. We're taking a forward look at what speakers are covering at our events. This time, we're going to be turning our attention to our upcoming event, the Obviousness Test, Double Patenting and Navigating the Ever-Evolving Landscape. The event's going live October 1st and is recorded for on-demand playback, going live at 12pm Eastern Standard Time. We're going to hear from a panel composed of John Isaacson, a partner at Pepper Hamilton LLP, Jennifer Ledwell will be our second speaker and associate at Mark's Clerk, Canada. Blaine Hackerman will be our final speaker and associate at Deckard LLP. More information about our panel, the full agenda, and how to sign up and listen to this event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, that'll get you 25% off that first webcast registration. Let's turn things over to our panel now. Good afternoon, my name is John Isaacson, I'm a partner at uh, Pepper Hamilton LLP in Washington, D.C. I'm going to be discussing today the origins of uh, obvious type double patenting, some of the policy considerations that went into it, Um, a decision that came out by the Federal Circuit in 2014 called Gilead v. NATCO, which threatened to greatly expand the application of obviousness type double patenting and uh, could have been a threat to uh, any cases with uh, patent term adjustment. And some recent cases from 2018 that seems to uh, narrow the applicability of the Gilead decision and, and should make uh, Gilead, the Gilead doctrine less of a threat to uh, uh, patents with patent term adjustment. Thank you. I'm Blaine Hackman. Uh, I'm an associate at Deckert in New York. My focus is in uh, life science practice, uh, where I work on uh, patent prosecution and counseling, as well as uh, post-grant proceedings before the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. For uh, next week's call, I'll be focusing on um, a different uh, aspects of obviousness double patenting, including the harassment by multiple assignees prong, which has implications if they, you have a commonly owned in, uh, patent, or excuse me, com, uh, inventors, common inventors on a patent uh, that are owned by different parties, and how that can affect the obviousness double patenting analysis, as well as uh, focusing on some discussion on the merits of obviousness double patenting, in particular the effect of how the specification of a patent can be used in double patenting analysis. And I look forward to the, call, to the uh, discussion. Thanks. Hi, my name is Jennifer Ledwell. I am an associate at Marks and Clark in their Ottawa office in Canada. I've been practicing patent law in Canada for almost 20 years, uh, so I, I've seen a lot. Um, I get questions about double patenting practices practices in Canada more than about any other subject. Um, So I'm very happy that I'll have an opportunity to talk to you about double patenting practice in Canada. At the upcoming webinar, I will explain the judicial origins and principles behind double patenting practice in Canada, as well as the unique problems that we face due to the lack of terminal disclaimer. I hope that you'll come away from my presentation with all the practical guidance you need to navigate your patent applications through the Canadian double patenting system to arrive at the best results for your clients. Thank you. 
Thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group Podcast. Don't forget more information about our panel, the full agenda, and how to sign up and listen to the event will be found in the description box down below. You'll also find the code PODCAST25, and when used at checkout, that code will get you 25% off that very first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at this and at future Knowledge Group events, and until next time, take care. Bye for now.